Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Settler. And I'm Brian Daniel Edwards. And we're here with a fun episode of Midnight Meandering Stir Crazy Shamans. If the video plays. Welcome, everyone. I'm just taking a moment to share this with a whole bunch of the different groups that we uh, post to. And um, so what's been going on in your world this week? And then I have a story to tell you about some paranormal activity that happened uh, with my Mesa last Friday. I, I know some of our viewers have already seen it, but you, or heard it, but you haven't heard it yet. But I'll let you start because you, I'm sure, have a crazier, um, crazier week than I. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it's not that crazy that, well, okay. Um, it's my life. So it's a, a wee little bit crazy. Um, hang on. Let me see if it's washing me out. Is that better or worse? Uh, I'm actually not even looking at you right now. Let's see. Um, I can see it is kind of bright in the background. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why it looks overexposed here. Uh, it's okay. Well, but the sun's going to go down shortly and we won't have that problem. Okay. Um, so martial arts class is getting very interesting. A uh, lot of change, a lot of growth. This is Marine Corps martial arts mixed with uh, like Qigong or, or something like that. It was really high level, high end MMA type stuff mixed with deep spiritual practice. Uh, the one... One person I sparred, I, I don't want to name names to, you know, out anyone. Oh, come on. <laughs> he didn't even uh, touch me. We're grappling. And he was kind of just, you know, he didn't put any pressure on my lungs, my diaphragm, nothing on my throat, didn't like pull down my head. So my airway should not have been blocked. But all of a sudden, well, we're talking about spirit animals. And you know, all of a sudden, I, I couldn't breathe. My lungs were burning, and I like I just like felt like I was getting crushed. And he didn't have any weight on me. I'm like, well, afterwards, he goes, you know what my spirit animal is? I'm like, <laughs> what? The anaconda. I'm like, oh, wow. So it, it is real. You know, some of what they talk about, uh, the energy that they can put out or – uh, these energy fights that they have, it, it, it is real. Uh, so that was kind of a cool thing to witness. Yeah, I know in uh, Peru, they always say, like when they're doing the medicine ceremonies, they'll have these energetic teques, these exchanges where like the dark shaman, for the lack of a better term, they'll throw energetic darts or they'll try to mess up with ceremonies, but it's all this energy play, like energy wrestling in a way between shamans with the understanding that no matter which side you're playing for, it's designed to help you get better. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, a test. Martial arts is like cardio, chess, and powerlifting. It's, it's not even about using brute strength. It's not about endurance. It's not about being clever. It's all those things combined into one uh, thing. Uh, so it was uh, a lot of fun getting back into it. And I just want to mention, because we are streaming to a whole bunch of different pages, but we're doing it kind of a roundabout way so that 
the if you're watching it on like Brian's Facebook page or HHH or Sonic Shaman, uh, we don't see the comments uh, if you're commenting directly on those feeds. So if you want to make a comment, head over to the YouTube channel. I put the link in the description. If you're watching it on my personal profile, which I forgot I have to make public, um, Stir Crazy Shamans, uh, we will see the comments. So you can just comment as normal anywhere else click the YouTube channel and check in. And even before we started, Brian, we had people checking in. We had Angela saying, hello, everyone. She was in before the stream and we have Mike saying hello from different screen names. So Mike, uh, thanks for hooking us up with like all these different um, accounts to make it look like more people are watching. We really appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I just posted in a couple more places. So. Yep. And I got a I always forget whenever you, if you ever are using StreamYard, which is what we're using, and you stream to a personal profile, if you don't go in after you start and make it public on your Facebook page, you don't see the comments rolling in. So I'm just going back and making sure I change that. And then I will tell you about my cool little paranormal story. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Um, so, but that was a very interesting class. That That class went all day long. And we had a couple new people show up to the class. The one guy I thought was prior military. And it turns out, no, he's current CIA. So he's coming to spy on our class. And we had another um, spy that we're not quite sure what what it was. But last time our paths crossed, I got that was right when I got the staph infection, which almost killed me the last time. Yeah, with the bull that charged into your camp and you thought you would play Crocodile Dundee and stop him with your mind powers, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't. it's not quite as glorious as that. You know, I, I know. Well, I, I was giving the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I'd grab it and put it back where it belonged. That, oh, no. No, but yeah. So I crossed paths with this guy then. And then he crossed paths with them at the class. Not only did I get it, my good friend in the class got staph infection. So it was really strange. Uh, but there was a lot of that two pie going on during the class. Uh, people from elsewhere were throwing darts at us, let's just say, and we had a lot of fending off we had to do. We got hit with a lot of black magic. Um, yeah, we, we were kind of like lightning rods there for some reason. Uh, still catching a few arrows here and there, uh, but it, it's on the mend. And I went to the hot ponds right before I, I started this today, so I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah, and you sent me a whole bunch of pictures, which we will show in a minute. For some reason, I don't see this on my Facebook page. This is odd. It says we're streaming there, but I can't find the stream to um, to change it. Let me try one other quick thing. Hopefully, to, then we'll be on our way to really fully focusing on talking to everybody that's watching today. I apologize. But you guys know me in technology. Almost every time, either the video's not playing or things are doing things going haywire. Uh, I just kind of have that effect sometimes on tech or tech doesn't like me, whichever way you want to look at it. So, but let me tell you, uh, last Friday, uh, I was getting ready to go on a stream with Dr. K, who is, oh, I found the stream. Yay. Okay, let me change it real quick, and then I'll start my story again. I feel better now that this will be taken care of. I even have my um, some of my aunts watching from Alaska now, uh, the streams. She, she watched Stir Crazy Shamans in the morning. She caught another stream in the afternoon, and then she was like, I'm hooked. So I think we have uh, a little bit of audience from Aust uh, Alaska as well now. Public. There we go. 
All right. So now with the, um, uh oh, Angela saying, oh my God, I wonder what's happening. <laughs> Let us know what's going on in your world, Angela. Uh, so um, I was about to go on the stream with Dr. K. I do an episode called Holistic Highlights and I talked to a functional medicine doctor. And right beforehand, I was just getting something. I was wearing a skeleton shirt because she was going to give an example on air for like doing a process on me. And I thought I'll wear a skeleton shirt, right? So I go up and I get that shirt. And as I'm leaving, uh, the the bedroom, I hear this crash and I look and from on my altar space on my dresser, a staff that I had with a dream catcher on it, like jumped over my altar space and landed on the floor. And at first I thought, well, my, my friend who had given me that dream catcher, uh, maybe he passed or something like that. He ends up, he didn't pass, but this all comes to full circle in a second. And, but I, I had this impression that I really needed to work with the energy from, uh, it was my first spiritual mentor that this was a gift from. And so I do a little quick ceremony. I go uh, down and I start talking to the doctor and all through the broadcast, I'm going to do it on purpose now, but I wasn't anywhere close to the board and my camera would just stop like that. And I would just be my logo talking and uh, not me and a couple times that happened and then until i was moved i, I just had to share what happened uh with the staff and the dream catcher so i shared it and then towards the end of the stream i go to just check on my phone i'm like i wonder if there's anything on his facebook page if he passed or something like that and in that moment i just totally removed I get removed from the stream, StreamYard freezes, and I can't do anything. The doctor's just talking by herself, not knowing what happened to me. And I'm like, okay, something's really going on with my friend. Um, so afterwards, I take my Mesa, I take the medicine piece that, or uh, the, the dream catcher that he had given me, that was the item that had fallen on the floor. And I go up to the center and I place the Mesa on my, my big Calendero Mesa spread, I put the piece on top and I go to lunch with Ryan and I just let the Mesa kind of work its magic. When I come back, I pick up my Mesa like this and all the stones fall out of the mouth, every single stone. Now, if I were to open this up, you would see that it's like four folds, one, two, three, four, all the stones are in the center and somehow they all moved all to the mouth of the Mesa and they all fell out. And so that night I ended up doing a a ceremony where I, I honored each one of the kuyas and I ended up putting the dream catcher in as one of my sacred medicine pieces. But like, how does that even happen? Like, you know how you have it wrapped. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know how that could even be. Yeah. That's really insane. So I, I finally, I, I messaged my friend on Facebook and I look and he hasn't even been on Facebook in over a year. Uh, there like his last update a year ago. So I'm like, I don't know if this is going to do any good. So I just kind of message him and um, I get a, a message back uh, just about a day later. He's like, I don't know what compelled me to, but like he, he lives in like a remote area way up in Northern Canada, no internet or anything. Yet he suddenly felt compelled that he had to like drive somewhere where he could get internet, check a Facebook account that he hasn't looked at in a year, sees my message and says, Hey, I'm totally off the grid. Here's the address where you can write me. So now we're like back in connection again, after many years of, of, you know, he was my original spiritual mentor, but haven't really connected with him recently, but that whole thing, put me back into connection with him and also in a very elaborate way because now I'm, I'm working with the energy a lot more with him. And imagine that, like he just gets in the car, drives, you know, however long he has to drive to get internet, uh, just to, to log in and find out that I messaged him and now we're connected again. So it was a total, you know, 
uh, total circling back to how awesome is that? Uh, how well, how spirit works to connect us if you're just willing to receive and pay attention. It happens. It really happens. There's a telepathic communication going on. Ooh, that reminds me this morning um, on Stir the morning episode with Casey, he was sharing that he has a couple of massage clients whose spouses were trained in the military as military psychics. So I like I, I I was just like oh man I gotta tell Brad because we were just talking about that a few episodes ago how like the military has like remote viewing specialists and things like that and uh, not one but two different people that he does massage work for both having spouses that both were trained as military psychics so I thought you would love to hear about that 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 is really cool I hear about that all the time actually for something so top secret it's really out there. I told you about Jim Channon's house, did I not? Yeah, I, I forgot the name of the guy, but you told me about him. Yeah, I know we've had the story in the air before. The man who stares at goats, guys, the one who basically established the program, he okay. had a house up on the north side of the island. And I ended up, a friend of mine was renting the house. I didn't even know that was his house. And he goes, oh, uh, yeah, this is Jim Channon's house. I'm like, who? He goes, men who stare at goats. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> So then he had this light journey machine. So it basically flashes lights at a certain rate and it creates a journey state. So I got to do that in his house and it kind of opened up the door to very easily astral project. So I searched his whole house top to bottom with my astral body and I found this like book of knowledge and light and I um, like absorbed it. Uh, so that was really wild. Mirko, did you stay connected with him, or was that kind of like a one-time thing? Uh, I, he moved already. Wow, doesn't stay in the one place very long. We have a couple more people joining in. We have Amber saying hello, welcome, and uh, Mike was doing a five nine eleven. That's an access consciousness thing to get technology to work. So thank you, Mike, for your contribution. Everything seems to be moving along smoothly now. But if anybody, if you have any questions or anything at all, uh, feel free to make the comment. We'd love to interact with you. I'm going to bring up. I know you sent me a ton of pictures. I assume you want me to share those, right? Oh yeah. Um yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially you can share the warm pond and I can explain it right now. Any of them you, you find cool. I could even send some from other times. So any you'd like to share, I can definitely. Well, um, I'll bring up the warm pod first. I'm bringing it up on the full screen here and then I can scroll through the pictures once we have this up. So it's taking a second for it to, um, to get focused for some reason. Oh, there we go. Wow, that is just a really high resolution picture. That's why it took so long. Oh, I did I some panoramas. Yeah, I forgot you have um, that, that crazy awesome camera. So let me get the screen share set up here. Whenever I do a screen share, it just slows down the um, my computer a little bit. So oh, let's see, which one of these do I need? I think it's this one. We will find out. All right. That is so this is the road to get there. Oh, is that this is the pond that you were talking about yesterday where you were having all the um experience like from last not yesterday. <laughs> it might as well it feels like yesterday when we talked last last week, but this is the pond that you were talking about on air. Uh yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. So this is a road to it and let me scroll through. I think these are all kind of similar pictures. But man, look at all that greenery. Very cool. 
and then here is a nice panorama. This is Hawaii. Like what I would never think this was Hawaii from looking at it. Oh yeah, that was actually um, over the weekend. I went up to the north side of the island. That's by the Hawaiian desert. See, I didn't think Hawaii and desert would ever fit in the same sentence, but clearly, I don't know my islands. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I see I your shadow on the left. I Sorry, forget what? how many uh, different climates Hawaii has. I think it's like 12 or 15 climates. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But everything from uh, rainforest to temperate forest to desert all yep. the way to the mountaintop where it's snowy and like glacier. Now, what's this little uh, mound looking thing here in this picture, if you know? I believe it's a volcanic uh, vent or something. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's kind of like bittersweet. You want to go check it out, but what if it like you had an instance there? Oh, um, no, no. That's way dormant. Ooh, I like that one. That's a new beach I went to. I can't remember what the name of it is, but uh, right down the street from Pololu Valley. Absolutely beautiful. Very cool. You definitely, you've done more living in some years, like in, a, in the last year than a lot of people do their whole life, like just in the amount of travel that you've done. And for people who are joining us for the first time, uh, Brian's, you know, he started in Cleveland and uh, went from a house full of stuff to an RV full to a motorcycle to a backpack and ended up going to Mexico for uh, a couple months and then Australia for a year. And now he's been in Hawaii since, uh, I forget, when did you arrive? October 7th. October 7th. And now he's in one island. He's planning to go to another island shortly. And he's been meeting up with all kinds of different kahunas and medicine people. Most notably, the one that I think is the coolest, just from what I've uh, understood, is when all the people who, who have rocks from Hawaii that they take from sacred sites or um, they just take home with them. Uh, and then they find, have bad things. Oops. They have bad things happen to them. I wanted to... Uh, bring that back up because I was going to ask you what that is. But anyway, when people have all the different rocks that they take home with them and then realize that bad things are happening and they end up sending them back, uh, he's working with one of the people that actually take those rocks and put them back into sacred places. Now, what is uh, what is this statue? That is King Kamehameha the Great or the First. He is the one who united the Hawaiian islands, except for Kauai. Kauai never got conquered. Uh, but he is the one who united all these different kingdoms in Hawaii. Uh, he, with his warriors, traveled from island to island, uniting and connecting the islands. Very cool. And I see the American flag on the right-hand side. Which one is that? Kind of reminds me of a British flag, but I don't think it's British. Uh, that is the Hawaiian flag, uh, okay. the state flag. There is another Hawaiian kingdom flag that is different. So you'll see both. Usually you'll see that flag hung upside down. Interesting. Okay. Some more landscape pictures. I think Brian literally sent like 50 pictures and my son who had the iPad sees all these things coming through and he's like, Daddy, who's sending you all these pictures? I'm like, oh, that would be Mr. Squirrel. He's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually said, oh, we missed talking to him. I'm like, well, you guys can talk to him. We, we can do a call earlier in the day and you guys can say hi because they got really used to Brian being around and we would always go on little adventures together. One of my favorite stories, though, 
Um, my son and I went to the beach and we ended up going to um, Brian's place when he was getting the RV ready when he bought this thing. Now, this thing he bought was kind of like from a hoarder that um, it, it was it had seen better days. Let's just put it that way. Now, my son, Max, has been to Germany where my father-in-law has like the top of the line RV, solar powered, all this stuff. And when Max saw it, he's like, what's that? And I'm like, that's the RV. He's like, really? <laughs> what happened to it? And, <laughs> and there was like things like, um, oh, anyway, uh, but we should get pictures of that. Uh, let's see. But anyway, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, I, I should find pictures of my motorcycle. That thing was awesome. Well, I, except we thought you were going to die because you did some crazy alteration to the fuel system. And when Ryan Dean, who is the uh, one of the managing members at the center, when he heard what you did, he's like, goodbye, Brian. Like he thought you were going to blow yourself up quite literally because he, he tried to do some um, fuel system vapor thing so that you could go how many miles on a gallon? It was an insane amount of yeah. gas mileage. <laughs> Uh, but, but anyway, um, with that, you have to have a whole different cooling system, which is not accounted for. And the motorcycle, unfortunately, had an untimely demise and is no longer with us. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, uh, it would have worked if I had included a water dripper to cool it down. <laughs> uh, but ba it was a really cool idea and it worked. It ran on the fumes. I actually got it to. So what I did from the gas tank, I had it going from the gas tank to the engine like usual, but I had a, a T that I could turn it off and switch and drip it down this uh, copper pipe that I wound around the muffler down into an expansion chamber. Then that expansion chamber went up a hose or had a hose come up from it into the air box. <laughs> and then I had another air tube that I could control the airflow with. So it was actually sucking in the vaporized gas, almost like a reverse still. So, it, yeah, it actually ran on that, and it ran too hot, might I add. Yep, yep, uh, that's what that's what that did. <laughs> yeah, but better the motorcycle than you. And yeah. now, but this, the whole mo the reason he had the motorcycle though was really serendipitous. I had a friend who. Um, she had to move very quickly and she uh, ended up ha buying a house and she had to sell her house and there was all this stuff left. And she's just like, anything that anybody wants, you can just take it. I'm like, the motorcycle, you're just going to get rid of it? And she's like, yeah, like, if your friend wants it, that's fine. So uh, she just signed the title over and Brian got a free motorcycle that he then uh, was going to use to drive across the country until he killed it by doing a fuel alteration to it. <laughs> but I, I laugh, but it's all good, fun stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. A lot of these are kind of similar, but I love that cloud. I see why you took a picture of it. Is there a rainbow? I think there's a rainbow in that one. Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. Yep, I see it. There's oh, yeah. right, right there. Yep. That's right by Kappa A. Uh, when you're in Javi, the northern tip of the island, it could be raining or storming. You drive down the road, and usually at uh, the park Kappa A, or if you go a little bit further, Mahakona it's sunny and dry. So there would be this permanent rainbow where you went from the rain to the dry. It was really cool. I should, uh, next week I'll have it. But I, when I was in Alaska one time in the summer, there was like this um, 
they have a name for it. It's almost like a sun halo. And if you look around, it's like this huge thing. Like I, I had to take a, a picture with it using like Google sphere because it was so large, but it's kind of like a rainbow like effect that just goes around the sun and looks like a halo. Pretty cool. And then one time in Alaska, I was there in this, uh, the winter time and in the morning, and you didn't get a lot of sunlight. Let me say that. Even in Anchorage, it kind of got light, but it never, like the sun never got too high in the sky, and it would just go down. So you, you got a couple hours, but not much. Uh, but the way that the sun came down and it went through like the small this ground fog and reflected off the snow, it created like pillars of rainbows. So when you looked out, it looked like a field of rainbows, but they only came up out of the fog and stopped. So it was like maybe like little six to seven foot, 10 foot at the most, all these little pillars of rainbows everywhere. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I, well, it was amazing. Uh, anyhow, my little rainbow story. Is there anything around the rainbow? I like, I know every tradition, uh, like even in the proving tradition, we have Quichi, the rainbow, which represents like the bridge and consciousness from the lower to the upper world. Are there any things around the rainbow in the Hawaiian traditions that are noteworthy? That's the ancestors coming down is how they describe it. Now, oh, so actually, I think we talked about that last week and I just forgot. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we did. We so it's a two-way bridge, basically. They can come down, we can go up. Yep, yep. So... I'm very interested in what that cloud formation is. Oh, this one? Yeah, no, no, back. Uh, you had it there. Yeah, what is that? Is that I'm, sure, I'm sure you have a theory, right? Uh, I don't know. Cloaked ship? I know you want me to say it, so I'll say it. Do you think that's a space vessel of some kind disguised as a cloud? I don't know. That, that's very peculiar looking. It is, but okay. <laughs> The other side of the island is so epic. Uh, like every vista, every view, every turn of the corner is just phenomenal. Uh, that's like the northern, uh, like north. And now here we got a picture of actual people. Who's this character? That <laughs> is actually Rocky. Rocky. Is that the Qigong guy? Uh, no, no. That's uh, the Kahuna of the Rocks. Oh, the rock guy, literally. When you said rock guy, I was thinking like Rocky Balboa, and that's where I was going with the... Uh, okay, wow, cool. It's good to have a face to go with the name now. Oh, wow, that's awesome. This reminds me of a sunset that I saw in Ireland, actually. I should try to find my pictures of similar spots I've been, and we can like have a comparison thing here. Anyway, any... Uh, well, let me jump through here, because you got so many. I'm just going to jump over to where it looks like it's a little bit different so we can get through them. And if anybody has questions about anything at all or a topic you want us to talk about, this one I think I saw last week. Yeah, that's from the newest beach in the world. Okay, so I think we're we're past uh, where we had gone to last time. A lot of really awesome, awesome things. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, if anybody has any uh, questions or comments, uh, any place you want us to take the conversation, we are willing to go wherever you'd like. Now, Angela was saying, my God, there is a, such amazing beauty in a site. I would love to go out and see any of these beautiful sites. And then also a truly amazing life experience. I bet his life would make a great blockbuster movie you know i think he should have a reality show no joke uh, <laughs> i'm gonna start writing a book I, I know i've been saying this for a long time but i'm gonna write a book and it's gonna read like a military dossier or a, a military um you know like you're, you're going through a military file and I, i'm gonna say everything but it's gonna be redacted so when i was in redacted 
uh, doing redacted, you know, doing DMT with redacted, I had this experience. So I, I can then freely speak about what I was doing, where I was doing, or, uh, you know, but I have to withhold details of where I was doing it or with who to protect people or to protect myself from, you know, legality and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. so this is the alleged stories of the mischievous squirrel bride. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, you definitely should start that. Even if you start just talking into a recorder, you can get things like that transcribed and just roughly edit it. It might be a lot easier than you think. You don't have to sit there and write. Or voice-to-text technology is amazing now, too. Well, I'm really good at making an outline of events that have happened. And then I can just start typing in and get a few thousand words per little section. So get out of it. I just have to... Get, I don't have an, a really good office right now. Uh, once I get set up and a little bit better, maybe I'll find some time to start getting my story down on paper. No, definitely. I'm looking forward to reading it too because there's so much that I, I mean, I know a lot about you, but I'm sure that there's plenty of things that have slipped through the cracks and you telling me uh, what's been going on and catching me up. Yeah, I, sometimes I tell people stories twice and they're like, you already told me that. Or um, sometimes I'll, they'll hear me tell someone else something and they're like, I never heard that story. I'm like, oh, you know, it, it's hard to keep track of them all. Great. So what's on everybody's minds tonight? We kind of uh, got uh, just caught up a little bit with what's happened during the week. I shared my Mesa story. Is there anything going on in your guys's world that you want us to focus on? Should we do some work around healing? Should we, I don't know, what's on your mind, Brian? Where should we take our conversation, our meandering? Uh, I have a little bit of a 5G headache right now. So it's, um, uh, <laughs> my mind's a little bit blank right now. Uh oh. And well, we also, we don't have to go like a long show either. Like if you want to have a shorter show, we could definitely do that. No, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. My mind just got a little bit scrambled when I was over in uh, Hilo. Unfortunately, they have 5G. And as soon as you enter in there, you have this feeling of impending doom. You get this horrible headache, which starts getting worse. You get nauseous. And then you stop being able to think with higher functioning thought. That's the same thing that happened in the Gold Coast in Australia. Uh, that was a 5G zone. Uh, so it's really bad. Well, maybe we should do some healing on you. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chill, though. Um, after that, I went to the hot pond and hung out there actually i was doing some homework getting pictures to show you and put it up online what it looks like uh now here's a question right up your alley angela is asking i have a question is it possible for someone to journey without anyone helping and when you say journey i assume are you referring to just journey work or are you referring to specifically working with teacher plants because the answer might vary well Actually, the answer is probably the same, but I just like to have a little bit more context if you yeah. want to let That's us big know. Yes and no. Um, it really depends on yourself. Do you feel comfortable? Do you have a, a good connection on the other side that's going to keep you safe and protected? Um, if you're surrounded by angels or a lot of the kahunas and spiritual people here are surrounded by the night marchers, 
So nothing's going to mess with them. Uh, now it is, if you're especially working with plants, uh, some of the stronger ones especially, it's good to have someone there to attend your physical needs. So they can hold space for you. They can, if you start dropping into a lower energy, they can bring your energy up. Uh, if you need anything, if you start getting dehydrated, if you start getting cold, they see you shivering, they can put a blanket on you. Uh, so it's really good to have a sitter, especially if you're not experienced at uh, working with plant medicine. Now there are people, to include myself, that feel completely comfortable uh, with working with plant medicine on their own. You set up a safe environment, make sure you have all your needs on you. Uh, I like to do it inside a locked house in a locked room. I have my water right by me. I'm warm. I put my earplugs in. I put my blindfold on, and I'm very far away from this world. Uh, and uh, she was, oh, she was saying because she had a bad migraine for three days straight from uh, from waking up till sleeping with no breaks. So, interestingly, a lot of people have had really bad headaches this week. Uh, there is a lot of celestial activity going on. I heard a lot of planets were in retrograde. We have eclipses happening. We had a full moon. Uh, the summer solstice is coming up. There, I haven't checked the Schumann resonance either or the solar flares, but that could be happening as well. Uh, so sometimes, well, I mean, depending on where the headache is. Are, are you experiencing headache in the center of your forehead? That could be your third eye opening. Um, and activating your pineal gland, either cleaning itself, waking up. So, so much it could be. Right. And she says she's not taking any plant medicine yet, just journeying. And one thing that could really contribute to a, a journey experience would be if you have any sort of music, you would listen with headphones, with binaural beats to keep you more readily in a theta space uh, that can definitely help you hold the space there longer, uh, depending. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to journey. And for me, it I just get a tone and I know like I need to lay down now. If I'm driving and I get a certain tone, I'm like, I need to pull over because I know I'm about to go out. Uh, and it's just, um, you just know the energy's there and you just kind of fall into it and off you go. Um, but for other people, if you need a, a, an assist to stay there, uh, binaural beats are a great, great, um, great thing to do. Oh, I got a notice from, so this is coming through all of a sudden. This is crazy. And then she was uh, saying she's never done a journey before, but she really wants to, but doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And then there's so many different teacher plants. There's kind of a, a, a system of things that you, well, depending on everybody's individual history, like if you were working with one of my guides uh, that I've done work with, they kind of see what's going on. And then based on your past and what your past traumas might be, they kind of map out, you would start with one thing to help with like PTSD, and then you would move on to other things that uh, take you in different directions. So there's like certain ones that you would ideally want to start with. If you want to message me, I'll go, um, well, actually, Brian's probably comfortable just talking about what you could do first, but I was going to be more reserved. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, like Hank says, each plant has a different lesson for you. Um, and it really depends on what your intention is. You can take any of these plants and turn them into a drug by going to a party and drinking alcohol. Uh, that, that completely kind of cancels it out when you mix it with alcohol and it becomes a drug. Now, if you, it really depends on if you're trying to heal your heart, if you're trying to clear trauma, if you're trying to get information... 
Um, but to me, the best, and it, even if you're trying to break addiction, a lot of psychedelics will break addiction. And there's even FDA studies going on now, clinical studies for like psilocybin for addictions, MDMA for PTSD. Uh, so even like modern medicine is starting to take notice that there's a lot of benefit from these things. Plus the people are going to do it anyway. So why not approve it and monetize it, right? So <laughs> that's kind of where, where that's going, but they're still in like the trial phases right now. In Mexico, or uh, not Mexico City, in uh, Tijuana, there's a clinic called Chipsa, and they do iboga therapy there. Yeah. How long is that? Like a 24-hour thing? Uh, it's Or 72 no, 12, hours? 12 to 72-hour journey space. Oh, man. And it is <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, very vivid. It, it, you go inward with the iboga and it's you talking to you so basically your subconscious or superconscious mind talking to you in a very terse and real way about 45 uh, minutes when it kicks in it breaks all physical withdrawal symptoms including dt um nausea vomiting any of that it, it breaks all of that that's then, just a long time <laughs> then uh, on the other end of it you you have this experience it cures addiction at a 95% success rate over a 15-year study that they've done. Uh, so that's huge. I know there's been clinical studies of mushrooms uh, breaking uh, with an 80% success rate in quitting smoking in just two sessions. Yeah, they also did ones with intravenous DMT and everybody's, I forget what they were doing, but it was like in a clinical setting and they did some research around that too, showing what it was good for, but I can't remember the details on it, but um, science has been touching in with a lot of these different things and hopefully uh, things have become more and more accessible and um, normalized for people to be able to use it. But then part of that is with the clinical setting, you're missing the ceremonial component. Like if you were, uh, doing any of these with the shaman you're opening in ceremony you're calling in the spirit of the plant and you're involved way more energetically than it's it kind of for me feels like the difference between having just a chemical experience versus a spiritual experience both certainly could be healing but in the clinical settings it feels like they're just missing a big part of the magic that happens with it just no. my point of view you, you can't get around the spiritual aspect of it and they even talk about that in chipsa uh, yeah, it's a clinical setting, but when you're in journey space, there's no mistaking you're in the spiritual realms, and they right. even talk about that. But, so. but, but you're not setting the intentions the same way. I just feel there's more potency if you're like doing the ceremonial component to it. Granted, you're right. Like once you're there, it's like here's the spirit of the plant. Happy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't have a nice introduction. You're just gonna work <laughs> at that point. But, yeah. Okay. You know, doing the whole thing, whereas you don't have the setup. And but then again, I, you know, the, the ceremony is great, but the ceremony was to set up that connection, but you don't really need the ceremony. Uh, it but just, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the ceremony makes it nice. It really does. And uh, having that nice environment, that nice music, maybe some nice incense going, uh, candles. Well, depending on, you know, if you're by yourself, I wouldn't suggest candles in case they get knocked over and burn the house down and you're off on other worlds. And um, <laughs> Can you tell the story about the girls or is that bad? Oh, <laughs> that one. Uh, I, I, I don't think I want to share that one. <laughs> 
okay. But okay. anyway, it, it's not a dirty story or anything, but it was just funny. Oh, it is really hilarious, but uh, maybe under the video titled Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. So we're, we're going to go that way one time. We're, we're going to have a full episode dedicated to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, we'll stream that one to your channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a family show, you know. No, but uh, they, remind us, like, pester him, like, in the comments next time. Like, always be like, hey, tell us a story about the girls. Be relentless until he actually tells a story. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> But, oh. uh, but on a good note with that, one thing that I believe was discovered from that is one thing that breaks magic is citrus. At least this is one of the things they teach in hoodoo. And he was able to um, break the, the influence of the, the teacher plant by using that. If I remember, is that a different time? I don't remember. There's too many to keep count. No, that was actually at the end end part of that. That was um, after I was done interacting with people, I... Uh, then went and went into my pyramid and was meditating and I experienced this. So the mushrooms that I had were no longer the same mushrooms. They had, during the growing process, there was solar waves that were happening. They actually changed the genetics and they went from being gold cap mushrooms to being completely albino. The caps are white the gills were white, the stems were white, and it had a complete different effect. My theory, chemically, what happened is it started producing some form of 5-MeO-DMT because it was more like the, um, the, the God particle than the spirit molecule. So mushrooms contain 4-phosphor-hydroxy-DMT, an orally active form of DMT that needs no M MAO inhibitor. Um, whereas ayahuasca, you take the chakruna leaf or the chalipanga. Chalipanga is really cool because it actually contains 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, but the chakruna, or you can do acacia bark, or that's what they do a lot on the island. The um, koa, um, formosa koa, is actually an acacia tree. So what they make the koa furniture out of, what they make the ukuleles out of, that is actually a DMT-containing tree. So uh, they I'm going to go distill my son's ukulele right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in the bark. The, um, oh, the man. wood itself has such a minute that it's not really worth uh, much of anything. It, it's in the bark that contains the higher. Just like the cactus that's in the skin, not the, uh, the flesh. Got it. Yeah. So uh, the chakruna, you need the ayahuasca vine, which contains the MAO inhibitor. But the mushroom contains that extra, uh, extra hydroxy group off of the endole ring. So you have the, the carbon ring that everything's attached off of. Uh, well, it has an extra hydro hydroxy group that prevents it from getting broken down by the enzymes. So it works orally active. But the mushrooms I was working with that night were completely different. They were a it was an experience of transcendence. Even I wasn't there in the consciousness that I usually know. And the people I was interacting with could ask questions and get them in a very different, um, uh, yeah, they could get some really amazing answers. Um, <laughs> basically had a conversation with God or source or the creator, however you want to put it. 
so then later when I went into my pyramid temple, uh, well, just to clarify, he built a copper pyramid that he had in his, in his room, um, over his bed. So he literally slept in this, like, um, I should find a picture. I'm sure I got some somewhere for next week. I'll have some pictures of this ready. Uh, but we, I mean, this pyramid has seen some action. We we took it down to the Serpent Mound, and we had it up over like by a sweat lodge, and then we did the death rites in it for one of our shaman weekends. And we this pyramid, we did a crystal uh, bowl concert with Max to Crystal Skull, and had the pyramid over it. So we've yeah. we had all kinds of stuff uh, with this pyramid that has just been amazing. So we set it up at your expo. We got an extra set of pipes and made it twenty twenty one. Yep. That was fun. And then he was doing healing work inside the pyramid. And now you just kept it 21 feet. It wasn't measured to the megalithic yard or anything. Or did you do that? I, I know I recommended it, but I don't think you actually did it. I didn't chop any pipes and, you know, half of them got rented. So, um, oh, true. You wanted to return it. That's right. But um, if you ever were going to build a pyramid, there's a thing called the megalithic yard. And if you make the increments of the lengths uh, to that, there's just an extra potency because it's a sacred measurement. And there, there's all kinds of different correlations. We could do a whole episode on sacred geometry and stuff like that. But Google megalithic yard. Uh, Freddie Silver is the one who did a lot of research around it. And anything you're doing, even when I set up my mesa spread, sometimes I'm measuring the cloths to be the megalithic yard. And I set the mesa up really with the intention of having it be a sacred geometric hotspot and it just adds another layer of potency do you need to do it no but it can add it's like adding you know cayenne pepper to something it's increasing the heat it's increasing the potency uh, so i was in the pyramid and i was you know finally in this journey space and it was an experience that i had never had before i can't even explain it there was um entities that were coming in but i mean we're, we're talking like gods or legions or like i mean I, I i don't even know what they were and it all i knew exactly what it was but i can't explain it um and i, I sat in on a ceremony or a meeting or a council and at some point in time like my body was like shaking and they're like okay it's time for you to go home so i start calling and I'm like, hey, I need a lime because I was like paralyzed in this meditation, like pose of meditation. I couldn't move. And so I start calling out like, hey, I need a lime. Please get me a lime. Yeah, no, 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 no answer, no help. So I had to almost like crawl down to the kitchen, which interestingly enough, a cutting board with a lime and a knife was left out on it by me, you know, from cooking earlier. I didn't fully clean up the kitchen and it was all left out everything I needed. How does it get any better than that? <laughs> so I found a lot of times in my life, even if I don't realize that I've set something up, I've set it up to a T and my higher self is just kind of pulling the strings. And I'm like, oh, that's why I got that. Oh, that's why I packed that in my pack today. Uh, so sometimes it just happens that way. So I bit into the lime and I started coming back and man, I got worked over. That was insane. The energy and power that was flowing through me was, wow. Uh, yeah, that was a wild experience. Awesome, awesome. And if you're uh, with us and you have any questions, I, I know uh, Brian has given us a lot to digest, but if you have questions or comments, feel free to make them. We are happy to take the conversation wherever we like to go. Um, but 
as a takeaway with whatever magical workings, I don't know if um, a lot of our viewers do any type of magical practices, but lime, any citrus is great for breaking magic. And if you feel someone has cast something on you, for example, you could even take their name, write on a paper, put it in a lemon, uh, throw it in the freezer. That's like one way um, that you, or you could bury it in the earth uh, before they had freezers, you just bury it, uh, but wrap it in something and, and do that. And that citrus stops the magic. So that's a good little hoodoo takeaway uh, for you tonight. Uh, so okay, I, I'll share the story of the girls. Oh yes, I knew it. I knew we would get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when this started to kick in, this journey started to kick in. I checked on her, and um, <laughs> uh, I I wasn't there though. Like I, I kind of left, and she started having a conversation, and she knew us in journey space, and she, I don't know. Like I was just kind of. I was gone. It was like source was being channeled through me and she got, um, got to have a conversation with source or God. And it was really amazing. I spoke with her afterwards. And at some point in time I went, um, I have to get the girls. And so there was a party going on at the house next door and they had all, all like, I think five or six girls, uh, you know, daughters, and then they had all their friends over and it was kind of a family event as well. And they're um, also a, a very church oriented family. So here I am wearing, you know, very minimal. And, um, you know, I'm like, I, wait a second, I'm going to get the girls. So I, I run down, down the stairs and I don't remember much of this, if any, because I was not really driving. Like the, the source came through me. And this is why you should have a sitter for you folks watching at home. Yeah. I and think. she goes, oh my goodness. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And so here I am running down there to get the girl or she asked, where are you going? And I, I guess I said to get the girls and she goes, Oh my goodness. So she thought you were going next door to get the girls from the party and you're probably wearing nothing or very little at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So then I come back up with an armful of the ferrets, which we called the girls. There's three girls. They're, they're ferrets. And I toss them at her and she goes, wait, you, you got the girls, like not, not the girls, the girls. Oh my goodness. Like, so she thought I was going to run down there. <laughs> See, this story wasn't so bad. Yeah, well, you know, but you know, so she thought I was going to run into the party next door, like chasing these girls. <laughs> Which would also not be out of the realm of possibility for Brian. On mushrooms, you know, like, um, so that, yeah, that was a very funny thing, but the message of that, you know, the, the reason that those spirits ended up in her possession was to remind her never to get, let life get boring. They're always playful. They're always mischievous. They're always like a kitten. Um, you always want to keep that wonder of an inner child, always keep that bouncy playfulness in it. And that's why I've had ferrets in my life for a, a good portion of my life. And I didn't even realize it, but they're to remind me to keep that joy in there, keep that fun, keep that playfulness. So now we know the secret to Brian's mischievous squirrel spirit. You got to have pets as, or ferrets as pets. Uh, they're a blast. Yeah. You know what I've always wanted? Have you ever seen sugar gliders? Oh, yeah. Those things are amazing. You can like almost play catch with them. You throw them and they just kind of glide over and land on stuff. They're pretty awesome. But uh, my wife said, no, I can't have one. So it's going to be a while before I get to have them in my life. 
they can't have them in Australia. No. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're not allowed as pets. They're wild there. They're wild animals, so they don't. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, but I got to see a lot of them in the wild, especially camping up in the trees, sleeping in the eucalypt tree. They'd come and scurry right by my hammock. It was so cool. You know, the the place I found them at the first time was in Dayton. There was like this uh, exotic pet shop, and we were in there just kind of looking around and the the clerk behind the thing just like held up i'm not sure what it was it looked like kind of like a cracker maybe it was a banana i don't know but all of a sudden from out of nowhere a sugar glider just like flies through there snatches it and like takes off and lands on somebody else's shoulder or something and then crawls in their pocket and i was just like that is the coolest thing i want one um but yeah they're they do like a lot of attention though if you do have those as pets you you have to spend a lot of time it's not like a set it and forget it type of thing not that any pet should be but they require even more attention than your typical pet or they get yeah. bored or um alone or whatnot very cool <laughs> really cute faces they they look like a very small possum well not um, the american possum the australian possums the australian possums look all kind of fuzzy and they got that really cute face as well Oh, I got pictures of sugar gliders. I'll pull one up real quick. Oh, they are so cute. Oh, my goodness. See, now I want one all over again. But if you ever have a chance to see them in a pet store, like definitely play around with them. Uh, let me grab. We want this tab. At least I thought, oh, here we go, sugar glider. There we go. There they are. Aren't they cute? At least I think it's on the screen now. Yeah. That's the same face as a possum, even the same gray color. Uh, yeah. Different possums in Australia, but the brush tail possum, I had one that kept coming to my camp and I, I, I had to make an agreement with him and arrangement. And I'm like, no, you, you can't mess with my food. He kept coming in, knocking all my stuff around. And I'm like, no, I will give you an offering and leave you a little bit of dinner and, and food if you don't mess with my camp and then after i did that and we had an agreement everything was pono between us or you know we're, we're cool um then he didn't mess with my camp and i just kind of kept giving him a little bit of dinner and he'd come and stop by when i was eating dinner and we'd hang out and it was cool very cool uh, man you've done pretty much a little bit of everything anything else on your mind tonight there's not as many comments as normal which is fine I, that people don't have to make comments but if you do have a question one thing that keeps us going is interacting with you uh, so if you have a question or a comment and you like us to continue uh, our meandering for the evening please make it now otherwise we can uh, wrap up at a normal hour for me because uh, it's coming up on the hour and it's coming on one o'clock for me it's midnight for me not midnight for Ryan. <laughs> Oh, it feels like midnight. Uh, my day started at three today. So, oh, so you're tired for uh, this time of day now too. Why yeah. did you have to wake up at three? That's so unlike you. Oh, uh, the market. The market? At three, you have to get up for the market. Yeah, nine thirty a.m. East Coast time. Is that because of the line or what? Wait, what? Wait, nine thirty a.m. East Coast time. Oh, that. Was... Wait, uh, I don't know. That just let it go. I... Oh, that market. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought you were talking about, like, to go get food and stuff. And I was thinking you were, you were always saying, like, even though there's no active cases on the island, that you still had to wait in line and wear masks and all that. You're talking about the stock market. Got it. Oh, yeah. 
oh, hey, I go to my court case in two days if the court's open. I tried calling the court and couldn't get a hold of them today, so I'm going to try calling again tomorrow. Um, I might have to show up on the 16th or 18th uh, to the court and say, hey, I was legally where I was supposed to be and allowed to be, and uh, the cops rolled up and gave me a ticket for no apparent reason. And for those of you who didn't see that episode, he was cracking a coconut in a parking lot before he went to the beach, and the uh, police gave him a ticket for loitering. And your court date's in two days. Yeah. Uh, is there any way you can like have a body cam on, like turn it on so we can see what's happening from inside the courtroom? That would be a great thing that we could show. Uh, yeah, if there was, I couldn't telegraph it. We'll have to see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, necessarily have any solutions for that right now. Okay, well, but you'll definitely, well, but next week we will hopefully have a, a story to tell for your coconut ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was during the lockdown and you were allowed to go out to exercise on the beach. You had to be swimming. You couldn't be like laying on the beach or anything. Uh, but in Kahana, everybody was. Uh, Kahana is a really cool beach. It's down, there's cliffside. So there's this like little cove. And you walk down the cliff into this beach, this black volcanic sand, and it's a nude beach. So uh, every Sunday, all the hippies go there and hang out. And uh, Pretty much the stay-at-home order has been disregarded on the east side of the island. Nobody listens to it in Puna. Everybody gets together. Everybody's still doing lodges and sharing breath. And nobody bought into this... Um, COVID hoax, you know, it, it um, but, uh, so I, I was at the beach and you, you had to be basically in the water. So I was cracking open a coconut. Um, I had my swim trunks on, I had my towel in hand. Well, I mean, right next to me, I was just, the cops roll in and they go, Oh, you're loitering, gave me a ticket. I'm like, you were here for 30 seconds. How do you know how long I was here? Are you kidding? So it, it was just absolutely stupid. And I'm like, I'm going to the beach. Here's my towel. Here's my swim trunks. I'm going down to go swimming. I was just getting a drink. Nope. Got to take it up in court. I'm like, are you serious? I have to go to court over this? Um, now, uh, what will happen if you're found guilty? Is it just a fine? I, I don't even think there's a fine associated with it. It's just wasting taxpayers' dollars keeping worthless court cases. Now, when on the island... It, it's there's a lot of shady shit that happens here, uh, especially since you got there. <laughs> no, no, I mean, people disappear on the island. There's a ton of human trafficking. I forget how many kids disappear out of the foster system into human slavery and human sex trafficking. Um, they don't even really keep track of them in the foster system. They get in the foster system and they disappear into these things. Um, the meth is running here. Uh, right now, there's a big problem with uh, black tar heroin. A big shipment has come in and people are dropping like flies now. Um, it's really bad between the black tar heroin and the crystal meth. It, it really affects um, a lot of the impoverished areas, which actually are a lot of the areas in Hawaii. Now, crystal meth, I know only because of the TV show Breaking Bad. I've never heard this other term, black tar heroin. What is that exactly? That is actually its natural state. Uh, it's pure heroin. It is the sap from the opium poppy. 
where the California poppy, you, you take it, you know, it's got this like bulb on it that's full of the poppy seeds. You know, so that's where poppy seeds and why you can pop positive for heroin on a drug test if you eat poppy seeds right beforehand. Uh, so it's got this bulb and you just kind of put a nick in it and it starts to drip this uh, high latex liquid. So then, especially in Afghanistan, that's why we went to Afghanistan to keep the uh, poppy field secure. We had guys with M16s um, guarding the poppy field, stopping the Taliban from coming in and burning them. Uh, believe it or not, opium is a major commodity on the world market. So when the Taliban came into Afghanistan and was going to shut it down, that was going to hurt the whole world economy. So that was one of the missions of Afghanistan to keep the, the opium trade going. And then after we're in Afghanistan, guess what happened? The CIA started funding their black budget by importing heroin into the United States. So it's a huge reason why drugs are still illegal. So they're the only ones with product on the streets. They import it from Afghanistan. They're importing cannabis as well. They'd fly it in uh, using military transports. They'd fly it in the States and distribute it. You don't think a couple guys with a donkey crossing the desert could provide enough drugs to supply a whole country. Well, it sounds funny when you put it like that. Uh, yeah. Did you ever think about that or a couple guys, you know, flying on airplanes with balloons up their ass? Doesn't no, work that way. I'll tell you, have you ever watched the TV show Breaking Bad? I, I caught. Oh, my gosh. Like, what a mind blowing thing. Like, a, it, it's it's a unique show in that the guy is a chemistry teacher that has cancer and you end up rooting for this drug dealer in the in the film but like the, just the, the way that they ended up making their product and the ideas that they had to stay under the law it was just really like wow I, this stuff probably really happens uh, just going back to the human trafficking thing Angela was just saying that hearing this breaks my heart I hate people's harming any any child absolutely that's um like but what do you do like uh, it, like if you see something say something I suppose but um like what 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 could be done if they're not tracking it? What, uh, there's just, people working to remedy it here. Uh, people find those people and um, take those, care of them. Yeah, they, they get taken care of. There are headhunters still in Hawaii. They are, you know, from long family traditional lines of headhunters. And it's like pruning. You, you take out, you know, at, at first I thought, oh, these headhunters are dark. Oh, man, you know, like coming to the island or hearing these stories of headhunters and, you know, like, oh, man, these people, what are they doing? But they're actually uh, culling the herd or they're removing the weeds out of the garden. Um, and, I mean, this is referred to especially Kauai as the Garden of Eden. So they're removing the weeds out of the garden. So the headhunting is forcing them into reincarnating into a lifetime where they might not make those same choices again. Oh, cool. It's, at least there's uh, something happening. And for everybody watching either now or on the replay, one thing you could do is just say, hey, my teammates, my light team, as Brian calls it, what energy could we be to facilitate hope peace and love for the children affected by this and at least send your energetic contribution to those affected so if you can't directly control uh impact it we all have the ability to get our team involved and offer some contribution for the children that are involved with that and for any any 
any possibility for a shift in that, just holding the space for it and allowing our teammates to be uh, present as a facilitator for that change. So we all can do a little something as long as you're open to um, offering it. And, and the problem is it's happening at, all the way at the top. It was being run out of the White House. Pizzagate, you know, that was actually those 20,000 deleted emails that Hillary deleted were about Pizzagate. They were about um, child prostitution. And F Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, he had pedophile island that elites from all around the world, uh, people with the British crown, um, celebrities, I mean, people that are very well known all around the world would go to this place. And it's not like a myth. There's FAA flight logs showing these people go to Pedophile Island, showing them uh, fly on Lolita Express, which was Epstein's private airplane uh, that would take them to this island. And uh, all so that that brings a bluts down, absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. <laughs> it gets ugly, but there are good guys working to fix the problem right now. And... Uh, you know, a lot of it's bringing awareness to it and, you know, demanding as sovereign beings that we will not tolerate this anymore. We want a place for our children and grandchildren to be safe and live in a world that is the Garden of Eden again. We have that technology. We have the ability to create that. It's being withheld from us pretty much for profit right now. The people at the top are trying to nickel and dime us, you know, especially with uh, free energy technologies. We haven't had to pay for gasoline. I mean, Tesla had an electric car 100 years ago that would run itself with a free energy generator. We haven't had to buy gasoline ever. But guess what? A lot of people made a lot of money off of it. Just wait till medical technology comes out. There was, um, I forget who came up with it. There was an engine that was designed to run off of borax soap. And the uh, the whole patent was bought by, I forget which car company, but basically just to shelve it because to be able to do that, it would, it would cripple the, um, the market for gasoline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, DARPA, the defense industry, screens all patents that come in. And if there's any solar panels that get above 30% efficiency, any over unity devices, which is a device that makes more than the energy being put in, uh, they all get labeled top secret. And in fact, in the beginning of this administration, there was a push to release the secret patents. And that was demanded. And if you're paying attention, there's a lot of new technologies coming out. Uh, new medical technology, stem cell technologies, things that were only used in countries far away and by the super rich. Uh, so some of these secrets are finally being released to the general public. I mean, look, we have Space Force, the sixth branch of the military coming out. So pretty soon they're going to show us what they have in Space Force. You know, the TR-3B, the Dreadnought, the Nautilus. Ships that have interstellar capabilities. Yeah, they're not running on gasoline. Let's put it that way. Excellent. Uh, 
anything else because we're at a little bit over an hour and uh as you guys know it's a little bit late for me so last call for any questions uh, that we could speak to and even if you're watching this on the replay if we uh, if you have a question or a comment relevant uh, we can always pick it up next Tuesday as well so if you comment during uh, if you're watching under the replay still make your comments make your questions and we can bring those up uh, next time did you have any final closing thoughts uh, how about we just give them some energy all right uh, I, I like ending with uh, a happy note and kind of clearing everything off of everybody. Someone say note. <laughs> so, okay. Now imagine my hands on the top of your head and just kind of open up and become receptive. Just feel the light energy flowing down over your head. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you watch it now, if you're watching it now, if you watch it a year from now. Uh, it will. It's still in the etheric field. It's still in the quantum field. So this this will come down over your head and bring you some energy. Was very nice, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. Would you like to explain uh, Kausai, Kanchai? Uh, Kanchai, and we were basically going from the unrefined light, which is um, Kanchai, the light, the pure light from the upper world, going through the filters of our um, mental body, Yachai, our wisdom and our intelligence. Munai is a combination of your will and love. It's at the heart space. Lankai is the industrialness of the physical body. So the intention behind these chants was bringing in the light, bringing it through our filters, balancing them so you can express that same divine light through your kausai into the field of living energy, basically bringing divinity into the experience of duality, being in the world but not of it, was the intention behind the series of chants. Thank you. You're very welcome. And one final question, because they snuck it in as we were doing the closing. What is, in your view, 
the most spiritual place on the big island and we'll end with that uh there's a lot of different the whole, the whole place is a hot spot uh but there's different places the top of mauna kea absolutely amazing very very powerful uh the volcano and on the fresh lava flow. I mean, going down into the uh, Kilauea, I believe it's the Kilauea crater, laying on the fresh lava in the middle of the crater, that tube that goes all the way deep into the earth, that's powerful. You can almost leave your body and go into journey space just there. Uh, one thing I would say to people though, um, and one thing that Zane, um, one of our teachers, is really, he felt charged with is to let people realize that their own backyards, there's these sacred energies and these sacred landscapes. Yes, Hawaii is a hot spot, but I just want to remind everybody that you have a sacred tree perhaps in your backyard or a desert or a stream or a waterfall that all have this magic to it and uh, not to feel that you have to go somewhere necessarily to have a spiritual experience with nature that there's these nature spirits right in your backyard that if you're willing to be open to it and have a dialogue with it that you can have amazing experiences literally in your backyard just like um, in vermilion brian we we talk about this tree all the time this tree that grew in a way that you can actually get inside it and stand up and you're inside a tree like there's these magical places everywhere so spiritual place, most spiritual place in Hawaii, ask yourself, well, it's all part of the Kausai Pacha. Um, if you're willing to see the sacredness in it, you could have a spiritual experience in any place in the world. It doesn't have to be Hawaii or Peru or Tibet or anything. Yeah, but there, there's, I've been a lot of places and Hawaii is definitely an energy center. You, know, you can find the magic anywhere, but Hawaii is really, really, really powerful and amped up here. The fresh lava flow out by Kalapana, uh, that to me, some people say it's, it's different for them, but I sit on it and I could just sit, not think any thoughts, not worry about doing something later today, not, oh, I'm in a hurry, I got to get this done, no, I, I didn't get that done. You just sit down on that fresh lava flow, and it's so peaceful. Yeah, and I'll read these comments, and then we'll play our outro. And we had Angela just saying, "Awesome, thank you guys so much. I love these beautiful endings. Makes my night a good one." And then, in response to the nature thing, that her yard has many little spirits in it, like little people. Yes, there are so so much things going on. Even today, Casey and I were on a hike, and we'll probably talk about it um, on Friday's episode or whatnot, but there was like all these little mischievous nymph spirits, and uh, there just happened to be a really odd correlation with what I was aware of and something that happened to him and a friend like a week before. So a little teaser for the next episode when I'm on with Casey. But uh, thank you for uh, uh, to everyone for being here with us. Brian, thank you for continuing to do these midnight meanderings. We'll see you again uh, next Tuesday, corrected with an update on your court case. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting. I don't even know if the courts are open right now. Still, most everything shut down here in uh, Hawaii. Well, still probably show up because if you don't, uh, they'll probably come after you and give you a citation for not showing up 
Yeah, for, I mean, technically, they could issue a warrant for my arrest if I don't show up for going to the beach, which I'm legally allowed to. Yeah, could you imagine that getting arrested because? Yeah. Uh, so. Well, if it was anybody else, I couldn't. But for you, I absolutely could. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to mess with it. I don't want a criminal record for going to the beach. So, uh, good grief. All right. But good night, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us. And we will catch you next time. Aloha.